Welcome to our Baby on the Brand series, where we bring awareness to Canadian female entrepreneurs, influencers, musicians, and boss babes who are in prevailing and fascinating careers, breaking the mold in their respective industries, building communities, empowering women, and are showing other Canadian babes that hard work, perseverance, and loud voices pays off. We hope that our series will inspire you as you build your own successful empire and pave the way for your own revolution. Get inspired, feel empowered, and get to know more about the babe beyond the brand. This 27-year-old is a Canadian actress and adult model from Brandon, Manitoba, who ventured down a different career path than many of us, but by nature is still considered her own boss as she calls the shots, lives life on her own terms, and isn't afraid to get up close and personal for her fans. She is a Canadian porn star living in LA who entered the adult entertainment industry around 21 years old and was ready to make a name for herself in porn. Get ready for an in-depth chat as we talk orgasms, relationships, OnlyFans, online slut shaming, and body confidence. Please welcome Riley Nixon to the baby on the brand. Hi. <laughs> Riley, to say that I'm excited and yet nervous is an understatement. I have been wanting to have someone in the adult entertainment industry for quite some time, but I wasn't necessarily sure if I was ready to take that step. So I cannot even imagine you venturing down that road and actually pursuing it yourself. But, um, Oh my gosh, I just have so many questions. I'm like, where do I even begin? But okay, small town girl living in Brandon, Manitoba. Actually, I shouldn't say small town. Is Brandon, like how big of a town is Brandon? It is, it is quite, I mean, it's considered a city, but it's the second largest city in Manitoba, but it's very small. <laughs> I think there's like, I don't even think there's 200,000 people there. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Canadian girl <laughs> living in LA. What were you doing? Because I mean, 21 years old, like, were you in college? Were you fresh out of college? Like, had you gone to school? What were you doing? Um, so I was scouted into porn by an agent. Um, I was nude modeling for the year prior uh, using a website called Model Mayhem. And I was doing like fetishy kind of photo shoots and like artistic nude photo shoots. Um, yeah, for... So like all of 2015, I was doing that. And then January, 2016, I got scouted. Um, I didn't stay with that agent super long. And then I had another agent for the rest of the year. And then after that, I was no agent for the rest of my career. Let's back up a little bit then. So were you doing like online cams as well as like nude modeling and stuff like that when you were scouted? Um, I had done that like once like I had some sort of Skype call with someone maybe off of Craigslist or something I can't remember um I had done some sketchy Craigslist stuff uh during the modeling days um photographers don't like to pay very much okay it was rough <laughs> so when did you realize then that you wanted to enter this specific industry and you knew that you wanted to become a porn star I never even really thought about it. I always wanted to model. And then I found out that the nude modeling paid <laughs> for like amateurs. Um, and I had done one porn scene that I found on Craigslist like four or five months 
before I officially entered. And I don't know why I didn't like, I loved the shoot and it was so easy and it was a good time. And it's the most money I'd ever made in one day. I don't know why I didn't think like, oh, I should like look into this. Mm. <laughs> I, should, I, I don't know. Um, and then I was scouted like several months later. Um, yeah, it was a very easy decision. I like, I was comfortable being naked in, in front of a camera, in front of people. Um, it didn't seem outlandish in any way. <laughs> yeah. For every entrepreneur I interview, I'm always like, what, what did your parents say? when, you know, you first told them that you're going to go into business yourself. And so what was your parents' reaction for you, Riley, when you first told them that you were entering into this world? Well, I never told them. <laughs> we lived in different countries. So it was very easy to like, we were so far apart that, um, I mean, my, well, okay. So I became a penthouse pet uh, it came out, the magazine came out March, 2017, and my mom saw it in an airport. <laughs> That's how <laughs> and, she found uh, out? Yeah. They knew that I was nude modeling. Like I would post like censored photos on my Instagram, like my personal Instagram, because they were very artistic and I was very proud of them. I didn't, they weren't like, you know, I wasn't doing like spreads with my legs and yeah, stuff. But, yeah. Well, I wasn't posting them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was doing them, just not posting publicly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so they knew I was nude modeling. Um, and then I had moved in to this house um, in LA with my, with my ex. So they were like, okay, she's stable. Like she's working. Um, and then my mom saw the penthouse cover in an airport and she texted me. She's like, oh my God, this is so cool. I'm like, oh. She, so she it. was on board with it then. <laughs> well, it was like modeling, you know, like yeah. it's a big, like well-known, it was plastic wrap, thankfully. Um, I told her not to open it because, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do they still do that with magazines? Like, do they still plastic wrap the, the adult porn <laughs> magazines? Yeah. I, I mean, remember that. Like, there's like explicit, explicit stuff in there. I think they have to. Okay. A penthouse pet. What is that? Mm -hmm. Uh, just what they call their, like their cover girls of the month, like a playboy bunny. Like they get a cover. It's like kind of the equivalent, except probably not as, I don't know. Playboy is very cool. Yeah. But <laughs> penthouse still, but penthouse cool too, but... is still pretty cool though. I mean, especially to be featured on the front cover. Yeah. That was March, 2017 when it came out and she, <laughs> I said, don't open it. And she's like, you should probably text your dad just to like give him a heads up. <laughs> like, okay. I can't remember how I said it to him, but he made a joke and I didn't catch the joke at first. He's like, oh, Bob didn't tell me you were on the cover this month. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like Bob Guccione, the owner, like he's my friend. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like he doesn't even own the company anymore, dad. <laughs> so That's he hilarious. like was lighthearted about it and made a joke um but I've never had like an explicit conversation that like when I was on sets doing mainstream porn like I never had that explicit conversation with my parents like I didn't think it was necessary well not even just that but like what are you supposed to say it's like a common knowledge that okay I know what my daughter is doing it's that common respect 
she's making money. She's safe. She is a big girl. You know, she knows what she's doing. So we're just going to trust her and let her run with it. Um, I have to, I have to commend your parents for being able to put that trust in you, Riley, because um, I, I know that, you know, so many of us, you know, are wondering like, oh my gosh, like how would my parents react? And I think that everybody's parents would react in a different way. And so, I mean, I think it's, I think it is empowering that your parents we're on board for you to do this, especially if this is something that you enjoy doing and you, and you like doing it. Um, okay. So my next question for you, Riley, is your name, Riley Nixon. Is this an alias or is this your real name? No, no, I, that's not my legal name. There are some performers who use their legal name, but it's usually when they have like a cool name <laughs> but sometimes performers I think their legal name is a better porn name than their porn name but uh yeah no it's I made it up um I always liked the name Riley I wanted my name to be Riley when I was younger it was supposed to be my name if I was a boy I made my parents sign this like silly contract saying they would call me Riley when I was like seven and they signed it and I put it on the fridge they never called me Riley. <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I like that name. I should just use that. And I didn't know what to use for a last name. So my first agent suggested Cruz, which I, I hated. And I just was like, ah, whatever, it's fine. Because he told me that I looked like a young Tom Cruise, which I was kind of offended by that. Um, yeah, I, don't I didn't see keep it, it very long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't keep it very long. And then I picked Nixon. I just like something with an X in it. So you mentioned that you initially started doing the nude modeling before you moved into adult entertainment, Riley. So I'm super curious how you gained the confidence to start feeling comfortable posing nude publicly. I don't pose nude unless it's in front of my spray tan girl. And I think that she sees me <laughs> nude more than my own husband does. Um, just because I, I'm like, you know, many other women, I don't feel that confident in a bathing suit, let alone naked in front of other people. Um, although, you know, like I said, in front of my spray tan girl, I'm like, spray away. I, you, you've seen everything. And I've also have a daughter too. So I don't feel as, as uh, self-conscious as much anymore, but, but still, I mean, at such a young age, like that confidence level isn't always there for, for young women. Yeah. I think um, a big part of it. I mean, I was nervous. I'm in general, like I've, it's better now, but I used to have really bad social anxiety. So like a lot of it was just like social anxiety of meeting some random man and like getting photographed. Um, but I also was like very thin when I was modeling and when I first started porn. So like I, I wasn't really self-conscious about my body. My body went through huge changes throughout my career. Like I had gained a lot of weight and I've lost most of it not all of it um so at that time like it was a lot easier to be confident because I I didn't have many issues so so would you say that you're confident now or more or less confident than when you started I I I feel like I'm in a place where I feel really good about myself um like two years ago, I was not feeling good about myself at all. I just had gained quite a bit of weight. Um, like I was so tiny when I started, I never would want to be that small again. Like I was like 106 pounds. Um, I'm like 140 right now, but I was like one, 
almost 185, I think like two years ago. So my body went through like huge fluctuation. Um, but I feel really good about myself right now. I've always had like hips, but like, I like having more meat on my bones. Um, I feel, yeah, I feel good about myself. So I would find that this industry would be really difficult to navigate around, especially being around so many beautiful women. Um, and I think that the stereotypical porn star used to be viewed as thin, big busted blondes, like I'd mentioned, Jenna Jameson. However, the evolution of women in these industries have become more diverse as we're not only seeing a range of body types and ethnicities, but also a variety of types and fetishes beyond mainstream porn. So what would you say, Riley, is your area of expertise? Hmm. I do think I'm quite good at a lot of things in this industry. You kind of have to be. Um, you kind of have to have your like fingers in all the different pots because you, well, I'm not, I haven't shot on a mainstream set in over two years. Um, I am strictly on OnlyFans right now. Um, the year before pandemic, um, I was shooting for myself. Like I would meet up with other performers and we'd trade, like we'd shoot a video and then we'd both get a copy of it and then we can do whatever we want with it. So um, I was finding that having my own platform and selling my own content was making me more money than shooting for companies. So it's really hard when you're relying on companies to want to book you every single month because you never know, like, am I going to get a text? Am I going to get an email? Like, am I going to be able to pay rent this month? Um, and with, like, owning your own content, it's, like, residual income. It's not, like, no work with residual income, obviously, but, like, it is hard work, but it is a lot more stable and consistent than, like, sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting for a director to call you. So I don't know how OnlyFans works. Like I've never been on OnlyFans and obviously like we've all heard about it, but um, you're your own boss through OnlyFans and you can log on whenever you want and you make money through your subscribers is what my understanding is. So right now, before we get into OnlyFans, like, do you not have an agent? No, I haven't had one since hmm, 2017. Okay, so you've been able to make money that like enough money to live off of just having your OnlyFans account? I make, I make more money than I ever made shooting for companies. Really? Cause I wasn't, I wasn't in huge demand. My, my haircut was definitely an issue with a lot of companies. So there's a lot of companies that never shot me. Um, and then sometimes like a direct, like I was really well liked and I am really well liked in the industry. Like directors like me, performers like me, um, directors like me because I'm responsible and I'm on time and I'm not, I don't have drama. I'm bringing the set, but it's not their company. So like they have to do what their like overlords were telling them. So like sometimes they're like, you're shooting her too much. Like we're, we don't want like, Cause he likes this director like to shoot me. Cause I was so easy. And like, it was, you know, and he liked me, but they're like, Nope, you shot her too much. <laughs> really? We have to like hold off on her. Um, yeah. And it, it's all about who pays for the porn from the companies. And typically like someone with a buzz cut is not like the like standard choice. <laughs> 
well, but I do like I obviously made a name for myself and I, I have fans and stuff but it's it's hard to get people to pay for porn from like on websites yeah for you to be in demand well let's get into that because you had entered the porn industry with a buzz cut and so was that your intention going into it being like I want to set myself apart or was that that was already your look that you no. already had at the time <laughs> no I had I had had the buzz cut over a year before porn I had it the whole time I was modeling I had just cut it before just because I wanted to and then I started modeling like I don't know a few months later maybe was it that big of an issue <laughs> they I was definitely told often by my first agent that I should think about growing it but he still got me like lots of shoots he got me my pent my first penthouse photo shoot um and like I was on set, I was doing like mostly mainstream scenes. Like, so he was getting me work. And with that first agent and then the second agent I had, both of them let me self book as well. So like a lot of agencies, you're not allowed to book yourself. Like if someone approaches you wanting to shoot, like you have to send them to your agent to book you. Um, but they both let me book myself. And then with both agents, I was just ending up booking myself more than they were booking me so I'm like I can just do this on my own because I'm friends with all the directors yeah okay so going back then to OnlyFans account so you signed up for OnlyFans back in 2017 how does OnlyFans work for everybody including myself who have no idea and have never seen it before um so you can have either a free account or you can charge a subscription fee to be a member of your account um, if you have a free account, you cannot have nudity on the page unless it's like, you can have like locked posts where you pay to unlock it and then you can see nudity. Um, and then the paid accounts, you can have, you know, all sorts of stuff. There are lots of things that I'm surprised you can't have or say on there, which I think is very annoying and frustrating. It's just like their credit card company restrictions. They like, don't want you to talk about peeing or pooping, or drinking, or, and things like that, um, but most people, they make the bulk of their money sending out locked videos to their fans' inboxes, so they'll have, like, a really low subscription fee, so they get a lot of people subscribed, or even free, and then the bulk of their money is coming from selling the videos individually, and a lot of them don't post that much stuff for free on like their page I do my I'm 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 modifying it a little I'm doing more locked videos but in general most of my money comes from subscriptions and selling like Skype calls and custom videos and dick ratings so I try to what, be like a little more accessible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're able to, why not? Right. Okay. So a Skype call, would that be like just a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody kind of like a cam girl I, yeah. ordeal? Yeah. I think with cam girls, like they do like the, the public show and then people can pay to go into like a private room. Um, so that's basically what it is. They um, pay the fee and then we pick a date and um, sometimes they just want to talk and just have someone to talk to and get to know. Uh, 
um, and then other times they want both like masturbating together and talking. And there's some people who like won't even use the whole amount of time. <laughs> they're like, they come and then they're like, okay, bye. <laughs> they're, like they get nervous. Funny. It's like, did you ever play? Um, it was like the online roulette. I can't remember what it was called. It was roulette, I think. And you could like jump so. on video calls. And if you didn't like the person, oh, remember, chat, ru uh, chat yeah. roulette, that's what it was. Do you remember I that? should not, I should not have been on there. <laughs> and the majority of the videos were all like either dick pics, like just a random mm -hmm. wang right in front of your camera, or it was a guy just sitting there watching. And it was so awkward. Yeah. Like it got old I really, know. really fast. You would have been really drunk or on something and able, like to go on chat roulette yeah. that's so funny I wonder if it's still even around um it is <laughs> that's what I am like that's immediately what came to mind though when I thought of that because I'm like yeah I bet like it would be a guy being like okay I'm gonna do this I you know work up the courage and then they jump on and they see you and they're like oh my gosh this is real goodbye <laughs> I know I think I think a lot of them they just have a really hard time separating like me as a sexual object mm -hmm. and then like me as a, a person that is like talking to them in a non-sexual way and they like can't handle it I think so oh, I have <sighs> to ask Riley like how much money do you make in a day or in a month like just a ballpark answer um is what I'm looking for you know just from what you can make from OnlyFans that you're making right now yeah um it's every day is different um it depends. I mean, I'm always getting like reoccurring subscription payments and then some new ones. And then the other stuff is if I'm hustling and like trying to get people to like buy Skype calls and stuff, because I don't pay anyone to run my account, which a lot of people do. Because um, OnlyFans takes 20% of everything. So like thinking about also paying someone to like run it for me is hard. Um, last fall, for like three months I was making like 10,000 a month and right now I'm making like six seven yeah that's really I, good though that's really it, successful it is I'm definitely paying my bills but I'm definitely very in debt so it doesn't feel like I'm making much money because I'm just like I have so much in taxes that I owe because everything I've ever made since 2016 like I'm an independent contractor mm -hmm. so I like no taxes have been taken out so I'm like there's lots of tax payments every month but I'm you're speaking to my people out. girlfriend you're mm -hmm. speaking to my people <laughs> all entrepreneurs <laughs> independent contractors we know what it's like um mm -hmm. so would you consider going back with an agent and doing actual like live set shoots and porn and modeling and stuff like that then to, to up your income? I keep going back and forth on it right now. If I were to just jump back in, I would only shoot girl, girl scenes or solo scenes. Um, it's just so much easier and like you, you never leave like a lesbian scene feeling like depleted and like, sore or or anything it's just so much easier and there's never like technical issues um the day just goes a lot faster it's just nice and I don't want to be hit on either not that that happens that often but when it's like a newer guy like I, no I don't want to go get dinner with you now 
Like, yeah. Um, that's interesting though, that you say that because I was listening to other podcasts when I was doing my research and preparing my questions for you and other, other porn stars were saying the same thing. They're like, I would rather do a girl on girl lesbian scene any day over doing with a guy, because you're right. Like you, you don't have to put in the extra work. I mean, it's, it's pretty, like, it's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes depending on the company, some of them require you to shoot soft core after you've shot the whole hardcore scene so then you have to like go back in and like do a bunch of positions basically having fake sex because they can't show the penetration it's like for like hotel room <laughs> like like porn um so it's just exhausting and they don't really do that much soft core like lesbian scenes um yeah girl girl all the way <laughs> how would you define soft porn I would say that it's not even, we call it soft core. So it's basically just, you can't show the penetration. It's like, you can do all the positions you want to do, but you cannot show the penetration for like some weird, like legal reason. I don't know. It's like for it's like Skinamax or, you know, I, I don't know why, but some, and maybe some countries like don't allow like, hardcore explicit porn but they allow soft core I don't know but it's very annoying to have to shoot so a lot of times it's just like limp dick like like on the outside or just yeah. like it's funny like we're like because we're totally faking it because it's just like that's what I happening. wanted to ask okay that's what I wanted to ask next was about like orgasms and stuff like that and how real it is and I mean, because we've all heard the fake orgasms, we've all done it. Let's be honest, guys, We're, we've all faked it at some point, but how real is it then? Like, is it completely fake or are there times where a woman will make you come or a guy will make you come and vice versa? Um, so I'm going to talk about guys first. There are some times where you'll, where you will see a guy fake an orgasm, but that is fairly rare because a lot of times they want to see the actual cum shot. So like, you can't really fake that, but say if like a guy just cannot, like some guys, they have to like, we have to cut and they go in the corner and they just like jack off for like 10 minutes. Cause they can't, they can't get themselves to come. So in those cases, they do like a fake, a fake cream pie or a fake, like down the throat. So like, and then that's when they're like faking, like, um, with women, we, I would say it's a mixture because there's some positions like tribbing, which is just like rubbing your like crotches together. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. And that's, that's definitely like a, like movie for show position. Um, that's like highly requested by men who watch lesbian porn because they're not so bright. Um, <laughs> so those are definitely like, that's very faked. Um, but from what I've experienced with other women, they have lots of real orgasms on set. They're like multi-orgasmic women. But there are some times where you're like in a scene and you're like, you know what? This feels like a good time in like this little art movie I'm making for an orgasm to happen. So you might throw one in there. That's not real. For me personally, I have a really hard time having an orgasm when I don't have like a romantic connection to someone so it is hard for me to come on set um 
it, yeah, I have to really, really focus. Cause it's hard. Cause you're focusing on like, where's the camera and like, what angle am I in? And like, are we opened up enough? Which is like, so if it's from behind the guy has to like kind of peel one of the hips back so you can see what's going on. So there's so many things that you're thinking about that it's sometimes hard to like focus enough to get like a full orgasm. So I would say that like most of mine are not real. It feels great the whole time, but like, it's hard for me to like get fully there. Mm-hmm. I would find that really difficult because not only are you being an actress, you're putting on a show, you're entertaining, but you're also trying to really deliver and produce something that has to really, really seem real. And you really Mm -hmm. have to come alive and you have to make the other person or character, you know, really appear like they're enjoying it too. And then I I think I would just get in my head being like, am I doing it right? Or am I, (laughs) am I, you know, am I pleasuring them enough or like, like, or am I turning them on and, or, and like, and am I giving it enough to the camera? Like, do you find too, Riley, that you have to do like quite a few takes or are they just like behind the camera, like filming everything and being like, okay, keep going. Or will they get you guys to repeat things? Um, I would say we have to like repeat things. The only things that generally are like hard, well, not even a hard cut. But like, say if you're doing like an anal scene and like we get, <laughs> we call it like anal jelly, like, cause the, you're using lube and then you'll have these like jelly blobs that kind of like come out. But sometimes if they're like too dark of a color, we can't show that on camera. So like if it's a gonzo scene, which is the director is holding a camera and like getting all up, you know, he'll like go up to your face and then like a PA will like, <laughs> like wipe it with the baby wipe and then he'll go back down and. Yeah, see, that Um, would be so awkward having the camera right in there. I love, Gonzo's my absolute favorite. Really? Absolute favorite. Because it's like mostly all one take. You don't have to worry so much about opening up for a stationary camera. Like if they need to see something, they will get down there and see it. Like you don't have to move as much. And there's never like dialogue, like leading up to the scene, like stupid corny dialogue that you have to memorize. You just get into it and you just do whatever you want basically so how long would a regular shoot take um that's another reason I liked gonzo shoots is because they're significantly shorter days because there's not um like a whole story that needs to be put together um if it's a gonzo shoot I'd probably get there at like 9 a.m they do my makeup for an hour I didn't have hair. So that's like an hour off of that. Cause I, they didn't have to do my hair. Then you take all the pretty girl photos, which is just like the modeling portion and you strip out of your lingerie. This is after the directors like looked through your outfits that you bring. You have to bring all of your clothing, um, which is like a huge expense. Um, and then you do like a video intro where it's like a, they call it the tease. And you just like, it's like a strip video basically. And sometimes it'll lead into the sex or it's like standalone. Um, but generally if I was there at 9am and it was a gonzo day, I'd probably be gone by like four or five. And if it was like a movie that has dialogue and all that stuff, um, you could be there till like I, I shot a movie for penthouse that Joanna angel directed. I was there at, 
it was two days in a row. I was there at like 9 a.m. and we didn't get to do our anal scene until like like midnight, like 1, 1 a.m. That's a long day. <laughs> yeah. And it's really frustrating. I don't like doing dialogue heavy movies because like if you are asked to, you get paid for your sex scenes. You don't get paid for dialogue mm. scenes. So like if I have one girl girl scene at 9 a.m. but they need me to stay to do dialogue like hours later like I just get paid for that really sex scene that I did mm-hmm. are you provided a script or anything too like let's say that you're um you know you're the babysitter showing up at the house and like would they already have a script for you in place of what you need to say or can you just do unscripted and just kind of talk whatever um a lot of companies that do I would say that they're not dialogue heavy companies they're like the like the funny cheesy like kind of talking before scenes like generally that's completely um improved <laughs> like the director's like okay uh like this is a stepdad movie or this is a babysitter movie like mm-hmm. uh come in and you were just at you just I don't know, whatever. He'll just like tell you some sort of scenario and then you just kind of just make stuff up, Um, which can be fun if the other performer is fun. It's hard to like, it's great to be with a performer in in the dialogue portion where you're improving and in the sex part where like you both know the formula and you like just, it just goes. But when you're having to like lead someone new it's like, uh, 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 <laughs> like it just doesn't flow as nice. So Riley, you said that you don't really specifically have an area of expertise, but is anything like off the table for you that you're like, absolutely not, I will not do? So when you do like hardcore, like BDSM stuff, they have you fill out these really, really, really thorough checklists of things that you would absolutely not do and things that you would try and things that you really like so on those kinds of sets I would always say like I don't want a bag on my head I don't want to like have my head put in water I don't like anything electrical like I don't want to have like a cowl prodder um I've heard that it's not even that bad but just like I've just I won't even like touch a battery to my tongue because I'm a baby um (laughs) So like on those sets, that's that kind of stuff. But in like regular porn, I have no interest in doing like double anal, double vaginal. Like I just, Wait, just double one per Double hole. anal? Yeah, like two in, or the, just two in the butt. Two in the butt? Well, people you do can triple. barely get one in the butt. <laughs> people do triple anal, but that's more of like a Czech Republic thing. Like if you go shoot in Prague, they mostly do like DP and double anal and some people get up to the triple anal. Your yeah. ass would be ripped apart. Oh my God. I don't know. I mean, like some people, a lot of people get like majorly fisted and like some guys don't have, like they'll pick a guy with like a, a slightly smaller. So it's not like, I don't know. It, I, I have no interest, <laughs> but I can see how it works. Like bubbles, are, they will stretch. Oh my gosh. Okay. I have no whole new world that I have not even like even heard about in that capacity. Yeah. See, if it were me, I would have been like, I don't want to get like pooped or peed on. Um, absolutely no anal off the table. Like, no, 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 no. You're not going near my butthole. And um, I'm trying to think of like what else. But I mean, when you're saying like um the cattle 
the cattle thing <laughs> cattle prodder yeah yeah like I mean that would I, I feel like I would be like um I would almost be taken advantage of because I wouldn't even think of all these things and I guess mm. when you're immersed in the industry for so long you're used to all the different techniques yeah. and fetishes and the well, things that you could do too that you'd like have to write them down and be like no I'm not yes yeah. So like on a set where there'd be like a cattle prodder or stuff like that, they have very long lists of all the possible things that they could use and you have to go through and like, and then, yeah. And mark. I'm assuming you'd have to sign a contract and stuff stating, yes, oh, yeah. I'm allowed to, I, I authorize my body to be subjected to this kind of. Yeah. I mean, you have to do that on every set. There's lots yeah. of legal paperwork and stuff you have to do, but I'll get peed on. That's fine. I don't want to drink it. <laughs> I'll get peed on. Um, but like a lot of times if you're doing an anal scene or a DP, like sometimes you'll go like back and forth, like between holes. So like, sometimes if I'm feeling like, if I'm feeling like squeaky clean that day, I'm like, great, go for it. But then like other times where I don't feel like I like got cleaned out, like 1 million percent, like, you know, like, let's just stick to the one hole today. Um, so that's kind of like some days I won't do that. I don't even do these things anymore at all, but <laughs> yeah. Former but, in the former life kind of. Aspect. Yeah. And then cream pies, those are usually like you might be paid a little bit more, like an extra like hundred dollars or something. Um, like, oh, do you want to make it a cream pie today? Um, I didn't do too many of those. <laughs> and then Riley, how often do you guys have to get tested and prove that you've been um, cleared of any STDs or anything like that, because, um, you, you aren't using condoms during these sex scenes or anything like that. A lot of companies, um, like I know kink specifically, like they have a, one of their papers in the paperwork packet is you can request to use condoms. That's not super. I think they usually might have a box laying around somewhere on those sets, but like generally they're not used. Um, we, our tests are only good for 14 days. So, um, if you, yeah, you can't, you cannot work if you are not within those 14 days. And we have this thing called the pass system. So you can look up a performer in the pass system and either has a check mark or an X. So you can look up your partner or the direct, the director will, will do this for you, but you can also check for yourself. Um, and you have to pay for the test. It's like $169. Um, yeah, there's a lot of expenses that go into being able to work. Now, can you just go pick up that test from Walgreens since you're in LA? Oh, or no, 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 no. You have to go to, um, so there's two main places. I like cutting edge testing. And then there's also talent testing. They have other places you can go to get your blood drawn and like a pee sample, but it's like an extra charge because it's not their like main location. Um, but I would just go to their main location. It's up in the valley, so it's not super convenient because I'm down like near downtown LA. Um, but yeah, you have to go up there. They give you a little cup, you pee in it, and then you give them the cup and then they draw your blood. I have a really hard time getting my blood drawn. I used to be very scared of it. I'm not scared anymore, but like this arm is useless. My right arm has one, but it's so deep. You can't even get to it. So I always have to do it in my hand. Um, but 
there'll be like a new lady and she's like no no like I'm so good at this like watch I'm gonna get on the first try and then she tries like three times I'm like I told you just do my hand <laughs> like they're scared of doing the hand I don't know why but yeah every 14 days if you want to be you know constantly ready to work so okay so getting back to making money and stuff too another idea that just kind of popped in my head that I'm sure you get messages all the time are from like sugar daddies and I don't know because I've never I'm a little sad, honestly, I've never gotten a, a sugar daddy request, even if it was a fake one, but I'm sure that you get them Riley all the time. So would that be something that you'd be open to? Um, someone just sent me money yesterday, which was surprising. Um, I don't, I don't normally get people just like, just sending me money without even like talking to me. Um, I, I do get a lot of fake sugar daddy messages on instagram and it's just very obvious that it's fake <laughs> um and then there's also like a lot of people that are pretending to be me like that's a really big problem i have there's a lot of catfish accounts of me people yeah you have like either different accounts on oh, instagram i noticed <laughs> <laughs> uh, like either they just use my pictures and they pick some weird name or they're actually pretending to be me and like this is my secret account, like where I talk to my family. You're an idiot if you fall for that. I yeah. just can't. Um, but I, I don't get sugar daddy, like, like true offers. I mean, I've had like arrangements in the past, but it wasn't like a sugar daddy situation. It was like a, like they're booking a date dinner or whatever with me but it's not like a I don't have like an allowance or like or whatever it's just like a yeah <laughs> but you do though Riley have an Amazon and luxury wish list which I never even knew that this was a thing until I creeped your account and I was looking them and then you legitimately have like a list of things on Amazon that you know, just random items. And then the luxury wish list, which are like a little <laughs> bit more pricier items that people can just what buy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Amazon wish list has been like a very common thing in the industry for a long time, especially with like cam models. They're like, Oh, go buy this off my wish list. And then we can like do a camp show or something. So I've definitely had like over the years, like usually when it's like around my birthday, like someone will go on there and like buy a book that I have on there for me or like, I don't get the volume of gifts that a lot of girls in the industry get. Like some girls, they get these like piles of Amazon packages for their birthday. Like, okay, I'm going to open them all for you now. Um, that'd be fun. And then the luxury wish list is something that I recently came across. Um, I think it's more used by like like high-end escorts for like clients to buy them gifts um and on that site you have to plug all the information you have to plug in the exact price like with shipping and taxes so like they buy it through this like it's just like this boutique website that like coordinates sales from random websites for you um i've only had one gift purchased off there and it was not like it was like a dress from Abercrombie. So it wasn't anything like, Oh, nothing even that extravagant, yeah. but, um, I have stuff on there. So maybe some, someday someone random will just want to splurge. 
I feel like I should just start like a pottery barn page and be like, or a yes. wish list and be like, you know what? You feel like, like filling my house yeah. with a nice pottery barn Never items know. and sense and, and Ikea, like just go ahead. Mm-hmm. I mean, just putting it out there in the universe, because if yeah. you don't ask, you don't get, and if it's out there for people, you know what? I mean, I am not going to complain if an Amazon order comes to my house any day, mm-hmm. I would be okay hey, with you it. Could, like, hop on cam and just like rub oil on your stomach and people will probably just (laughs) buy you something oh man yeah I don't know if I could do that but I don't don't know I don't have a face or a body for porn that's but that's just me or your feet you could sell feet pics I have heard of that and I still can't believe that that is still a thing that so many people have very much it oh yeah you sell your feet um I saw like I don't use any like there's like foot finder or feet finder that I think is really popular. I, I mean, I sell like, there's some people on my OnlyFans that really like feet. So they'll buy like, like my, their name written on my, on my, the bottom of my foot, like a picture of that, or like a video of just me like scrunching my feet up or yeah. That's so weird. eh? Yeah. <laughs> Riley, before we end this too, I want to talk a little bit about slut shaming because in 2022, it is still real. And weirdly enough, it's actually a a, a porn fetish too. Slut shaming is a genre Mm. of porn apparently, but in our society's double standards, being a woman in porn to some provides an opportunity for people, obviously both online and offline to slut shame. And the internet trolls can be the worst and their comments can be harmful, demeaning, and obviously just plain mean. So do you get haters and how do you deal with them? Um, I would say that the majority of hate that I get is from men. I don't think I, I can't think of any, I know that sex workers do get hate from women, but I think that's just like an internalized misogyny issue. Um, most of the time, I think it's just men who probably are struggling financially or you know romantically and they it's upsetting to see you know someone I don't want to say that I'm like thriving in but like I'm I have a career based on having good sex and like you know my body and that's like triggering I think for a lot of men um but then some are just like just mean old men and I think they're just like crotchety and they're just having a hard time and it, it's I have I have empathy for them more I like if I'm on live on Instagram and I have someone come in like I don't like yell back at them I'm just like I'm sorry you're having a bad day like but I'm gonna remove you from this video right now you're a kind clapbacker I, I see <laughs> just kindly like okay have a great day goodbye yeah like that was really rude go away that's interesting to me though that there there are more men haters that are on your account than than females so you don't really mm-hmm. have women that are coming on being like that are actually like slut shaming you or anything like that you don't have to deal with that no I get a lot of like uh there's like Muslim men who come on and like tell me that I'm like awful and like I need to read the Quran and um or just Christian people who say I'm going to hell or like okay (laughs) I'm not 
Yeah. I'm sorry you think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. That must be exhausting to think that. Yeah. Well, people obviously have nothing better to do with their time than to sit and no. scroll and make hateful comments. But it can it can have negative effects on people's um health and their and Absolutely. their mentality and it can just get hard. But it sounds like you've got a good head on your shoulders. And I think that dealing with men is a lot easier than dealing with women haters, anyways. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> Just a bag of dicks. <laughs> but it is nice when you have like on Instagram, if you have like drama going on on your comments, it's just like fueling your post. Like it's it just true. pushes your post further. It gives you good engagement. That's right. That's right. But I like having other people fight for me in the comments. Yeah. Then, then you're like my tribe, my tribe of mm -hmm. people. <laughs> So Riley, what is some advice that you can give to other women that are wanting to enter the adult entertainment industry, whether they go into porn or even onto OnlyFans? Hey, pay me for some consulting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, well, the biggest piece of advice I got that I took way too long to listen to and implement is that if you're shooting porn for like companies, when you get home, shoot something for yourself because you're never going to get another dollar off of that scene that you just shot for them and you don't own any of that content. So just like build up your own content so you have your own stuff to sell because residuals are not a thing in porn when you shoot for companies, which is really frustrating. But with like OnlyFans, it, it's hard if you don't have a, a fan base it's hard to generate the volume of subscribers. So you just have like, I don't know, start a Twitch account, start streaming. If you play some random video game, get subscribers that way. Use Reddit, post yourself on Reddit. There's lots of weird men on there that like to pay for weird things. Um, sell your feet, sell your underwear. There's websites that you can do that. Like there's lots of little things you can do and you don't have to show your face on all of them. There you go. Spoken from a... I'm a true entertainer in all aspects. <laughs> oh, Riley, my gosh, this was really enlightening and, uh, oh, and really good. interesting. And I really appreciate you really being open and honest with me about all these different areas. Cause I've, I've, like I said, I've been intrigued for so long and you've just made this conversation so easy and natural. So I really appreciate it. Oh, good. So Riley, I do have a fun game before we wrap up our conversation and it's called my rapid 10. So these questions you don't know, just rapid fire. Here we go. Okay. So if you weren't in porn, what would you be doing? I want to be a mom desperately. Oh, uh, do you? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm like shocked that I'm like, why don't I have kids yet? Are yeah. you guys wanting kids? You and your, you and your boyfriend? I absolutely do. I think he's, he's still trying to decide. Yeah. I hope that happens for you because it is, it Me is a beautiful too. thing. Yeah. I hope that happens for you. Um, what's one stereotypical thing about the porn industry that you'd like to squash? Um, that we're all rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking struggle. Like they're like 2018. I've had my power and water shut off. Like like it's it's a struggle it's like paycheck to paycheck especially if you're like only relying on mainstream shoots like it's rough out there how can someone fuck up in porn um faking a test if you like fake a test saying that you're 
cleared to work that like is an automatic boot like there are no second chances for that like it is so that. like deceptive and just like illegal I think yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you watch porn you and your boyfriend or separately? yeah uh we like to send like gifts or just gifts like porn gifts those are fun um I I like I try as much as possible to only watch porn that I've like paid for like on OnlyFans like I'll subscribe to girls like if I see them on Twitter I'm like oh she's cute like I'll subscribe to her um and then if I'm watching like free porn on Pornhub I make sure that I'm only watching from someone that has a blue check mark because otherwise it's probably stolen content oh interesting okay what's your favorite position um, I call it lazy doggy. So like from behind, but like I'm laying flat with either like a pillow under me. Cause I need like pressure like on the front of me to come. So yeah, I like laying flat. Yeah. Where's the best strip club to go in Hollywood? Well, my favorite strip club is a bikini strip club. It's called Jumbos. It's very, very, very tiny. <clears throat> but it's it's cute it's like really old um yeah jumbos I, I don't have too much experience with other with other strip clubs here tease us with a little inside scoop Riley about your podcast that you're going to be launching soon oh dear so I'm trying to make it not like a uh like a chore for me to do like I want to enjoy it so I'm not putting pressure on myself to like constantly come out with um like episodes and stuff because I want it to be fun um I have one episode with my sister when she came to visit so like I'm introducing my sister and like people have always asked about like if I have siblings and stuff so people will probably be interested to hear her um but I'm just gonna have people on like industry and non-industry friends like photographer friends and porn stars and um yeah I just want people to get to know my friends and like I, I just want to like help them like get more, you know, more of an audience. Yeah, that sounds like fun. And what's it going to be called? Uh, from Manitoba with love. Love it. Okay. Well, do you have a launch date yet? No. no. <laughs> just getting ready. I know you're teasing. It'll it be a surprise. <laughs> you're just going to put it out there one day into the universe and say, here I am. Yeah. Yeah. And what is one Canadian business or boss, babe, industry or not, that you think everyone should know about? Um, there's another performer in the industry. Her name is Lydia Black. She's from Ontario. And she makes the cutest um, collars. And you can get customized ones with like different words written on them, like baby or angel or slut. And then she also makes these beautiful paddles like to get spanked with, but she, they're like resin and they have like little butterflies in them. She like lays all these little cute things and then she pours like resin in them. Um, she's about to drop a new like batch of them soon, I think, but her, um, I think it's slut witch shop. Yeah. 
but she has really really cute stuff and she's very sweet so you should watch her content and if you're into getting spanked maybe check out her paddles there we go so on brand riley way to wrap it up perfectly <laughs> tell everybody to riley where they can follow you on the socials as well as your only fans account let's get you maybe a couple more new subscribers if we do have any men or women listening yeah oh i love women subscribers um you can find all of my pages if you go to the rileynixon.com it's like a whole list it's like my link tree um, but on Instagram, I'm the Riley Nixon, Twitter, Riley Nixon underscore. And then it's the same on OnlyFans, Riley Nixon underscore. But all of that's at the Riley Nixon.com. The Riley Nixon. There you go. And you can also watch, watch Riley online. She can be found across all the different porn sites. I mean, you just type it in and you'll find mm -hmm. old and, uh, well, not old, there's but like something like, for everyone, something for everyone on there. That's right. Like whether it's the buzz cut or the hair, whatever you'll mm -hmm. but it, it's so funny because it doesn't even look like you. And when you go into your IMBD profile, I'm like, are we sure this is the same girl? Like you look so I different. Know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing, like, because I'm so far removed and I look so different that like, I'm thinking about like when I have kids and like, I'm going to like PTA meetings, like I'm much less likely to be recognized because I yeah. just don't look the same anymore. I don't want any issues. You time. look younger now though. Like right now you I look do. younger than you did when you first were starting in porn. Like you did yeah. not look 21 at all. I would never have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend said the same thing the other day. He's it's like, you keep getting younger looking. <laughs> yeah, I want your genetics. I'm 27. I promise. Everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of our Baby on the Brand series. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did talking to Riley. Be sure to stay tuned for next one when we drop another Canadian boss babe on our podcast from another province throughout Canada. So be sure to stay tuned and click that like button and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts.